It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Franchise tag window opens today. We've got a nine-game NHL slate. Plenty of great college hoops. Lots of potential ranked-on-ranked crime happening tonight. Spring training. We, I mean, the amount of sports that we can cover, despite it being the NFL offseason, is actually astounding as we welcome you into VEASAN Final Countdown on a – what day of the week is it, Matt? It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Stormy and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas. Well done. Yeah. Um, throughout the course of the show today, we'll get some insight from our girl, Danielle. Alvari, VEASAN betting analyst, gives us the lowdown on all things L.A. She's got some college hoops for us. We've got DK analyst Jeff Ulrich, who will join us, as well as the one and only Vinny Maiulo right here at the South Point. And uh, Matt, priority one, we left off on the show yesterday with you in a lot of physical, emotional yeah. pain. Um, no, no, it was physical. <laughs> It, it was physical. The emotional didn't come to later. That my soul got ripped away later on in the evening. Yes, it was physical pain until my soul got taken so away. So we at the end of the show yesterday, Matt suffered the consequences from this third round of bets and mm-hmm. consequences where he had to eat a pocky chip that is a Carolina Reaper one chip challenge. It's like it's a chip of death. Which, which by the way, have you seen this that they like since this started in like 2018 or something, they keep reformulating the thing to make it hotter and hotter. And like, I noticed that you bought the 2022 version, which is the latest version of the chips or something like that. Like, so 
like a new version keeps like getting put out, which is like makes it hotter and hotter each time. I wish that I was smart enough to say that was a calculated move. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, I only got this through further research as well. Yeah, <laughs> but super. but what y'all missed was, so he only ate the chip with about two or three minutes to go in the show. And so it was still very early in the pain that you were okay, going hiccups, through. Yeah. For those of you that are watching, you know, downing the vanilla milk, you had yogurt, you mm. had pineapple, you had peanut butter sandwiches on yeah. deck. But it was after the show that you really started feeling the pain. Like I, producer Steph and I left about like 15 minutes after the show. You were here for like another hour. Yeah, I, I stayed in the studio for an hour. I couldn't move. Every time I thought I could move, then I couldn't move. So take it just us was, through how the pain like the, came through. Well, your body. there was it was so the pain here is all still in the mouth and eyes and nose, and then that was like so because that's just like the the initial pain. <laughs> thing. Also, bad mistake. Okay, so I made a calculated decision that I was going to keep it all on one side because I'm like I think it'd be way worse if it's your whole mouth. <sighs> but then the problem with that is is oh by the way, idiot, it's concentrated on one side, and so my tongue. All the top and bottom of my, uh, the right side of my tongue, my inside of my mouth and the cheek and all that was numb until this morning. Like I didn't, you know, yeah, couldn't up. feel, couldn't feel any of that until this morning. Um, and then the, that was all just like the upper, and then it like, then you could just feel every single time that it moves like down your body. So then, and then I started sweating again and then I got like cold and then I started sweating again. So I just went back behind back there and just sat in the chair for about an hour, laid down a little bit, a couple of times just to lay down, feel a little bit better. Finally got a window of able to hop in the car and get home, in which I went home and laid down. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, no workout for oh, you after the show like yesterday. Full on physical pain, and then that's when the emotional pain started setting in because I'm kind of like, is this ever going to go away? Why won't it go away? Why won't it stop? Like, and then that I still have not eaten anything. Like, I really? can't. Yeah, I can't. You know, I, the thought of eating food right now still is not appealing to me at all. I imagine this e by this evening I will yeah. like you know be able to like get super super hungry and want to eat like, something. Like. I wanted to take a video of you and like keep making fun of you but then you I should've. got to the point where I felt I, I felt bad about it though. Here's the thing. Cuz you were in you I were lost. in so much distress and pain. You guys don't understand. Like the the cameras and lights were off at this point and sweating just yeah. bullets face got beat red then doubled over eyes are watering he is like folded over his yeah. body on the side of the desk here saying oh no now it's the stomach yeah now it's the stomach yeah yeah, yeah. it was it, it was, was horrible and, and but I, you are an absolute like the best possible sport Great i had sport. i had friends um i had friends who were, were texting me and they were like they were like dude you realize like this isn't going away anytime soon. And I was like, no, I did not realize that actually. Obviously I'm fully not aware of that. And they're like, yeah, no, I mean, some people talk about like two, to, two we just had Dave Ross leaving here. Yeah. And so when he did it two whole days before yeah. he was fully recovered and, and all that. So my word of advice is basically uh, don't lose bets whenever you, that is the consequence. So basically it's my fault. I lost. I, I thought paid you were the just going to say don't listen, bet Stormy in anything. Listen, <laughs> well, well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm 0-3. Don't worry. Uh, which I guess is a natural transition into our into our next little our little topic here or whatever. But do not worry, we will continue with these. These will continue on. Yes. We are going to uh, have bets and consequences on the Veasan YouTube channel as we move forward. But if you are uh, if you pay attention to Veasan.com, you might have noticed today there was some news that did come out. Uh, unfortunately for us and. Um, not our decision whatsoever or anything like that, but network is moving in a different direction with some of the things that are out there. So today and tomorrow, our last two shows here for Final Countdown, unfortunately. 
Yes, I've absolutely loved teaming up with you. So it's a bummer that this, you know, is coming to a close. But that's why we had so much fun working together mm -hmm. that we wanted to keep it going. So, um, you know, when the conference tournaments come around, NCAA tournament, NHL, NBA playoffs, oh, all yeah. these things, we're going to keep the bets and consequences rolling for the people because this has been so fun. But it is, it's a bummer because I feel like we've we've really gotten to know each other and click and connect and uh, you're like mm -hmm. my <laughs> TV husband it at is, this it point. It is, it we is. Listen, like I said, but... we're, we're, we're keeping this going. We're not going to, we're, we're not going to just... Just walk away here. Stormy yeah. going to Stormy going to one of the very premier shows here on the network, going to Lombardi Line. So she will be not only with huge clearance on the radio side of things, but television as well. So a big congratulations to you for that. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to be working with Michael Lombardi as well. Actually, when I started doing stuff with Vison, it was filling in for Patrick on that show. So um, I think that'll be a fun thing. Me and Femi Abebefe are going to be um, handling hosting roles for that throughout the course of each week. And then congrats to you as well, because you're headed to a new show with Dave Ross, who I know I adore and love. So I'm very, very envious that I don't get to do any work with the two of you guys, but going to be holding down the fort on the weekends with a, a three hour show. I believe so and we have and, and we we did get split custody in the divorce because we do have producer Steph like we each have yes. we, yeah, so <laughs> we, we do have joint custody in 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 the divorce here so yeah. there is that at but least very appreciative well. to obviously like the whole group behind the scenes mm -hmm. has helped make this show go and you know we'll do we'll do a little bit more of our thank yous and stuff tomorrow we do have a show, mm -hmm. show we have to do today but thanks to everybody who supported our show and had fun with us along the way tweeted at us hey tweet at us today at storm bonantoni yeah. at matt brown M2. we'll get sad tomorrow we won't get yes. sad today yeah we've we'll got be, lots we'll of great stuff tomorrow. to get yeah. to and like i said so let's get into some of the nfl news of the day because today does officially open up the franchise tag window um it's now through March 7th. Lots of notable candidates for the tag, and I'm sure you've been hearing it all day, but the biggest of those names is certainly Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and what's going to happen with this situation, the clock ticking on the Ravens to strike a deal over the next two weeks, or they're either going to give him the exclusive or non-exclusive tag. It would make the most sense you would imagine for him to get the exclusive tag because this feels like it's going to be kind of a stopgap type of a thing for them to try to figure out what the next step is for Lamar Jackson. Uh, John Harbaugh said he's 200% that he wants Lamar back and Lamar wants to be there. But for a guy that's searching that guaranteed money, honey, I don't know if they're yeah. going to come to the agreement that he wants. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of a situation where the whole Deshaun Watson thing kind of threw this whole quarterback market really into shambles because everybody's going to want these these giant guaranteed numbers, right? And that just wasn't a thing that happened in the NFL until Deshaun Watson deal gets done with the Browns. Remember, this was kind of a last-minute thing. Deshaun Watson was supposed to be signing with the Falcons, and it was almost a foregone conclusion that he was going to be signing with the Falcons. That was all the word that was coming out, and then it was like, oh, never mind. The Browns stepped up and guaranteed all of that money, and he was like, oh, guaranteed? Sounds good. I'll go play in the cold mm -hmm. weather instead of the dome, and so he's over there, and now all these other guys go, well, if he can get it, why can't I? If he can get it, why can't I? And and I one, I get the mentality because the precedent has been set at this point, but then at the other, on the other hand, like, I also get these teams perspectives as well because once you give it to one guy it is it is a slippery slippery slope and like it is going to be everyone asking for these gigantic guaranteed amounts of money and all these different things like that and and I understand contracts are guaranteed in the NBA and they're guaranteed in Major League Baseball and I think there should be guaranteed money in the NFL but listen at the end of the day inherently it is a violent sport in which you're getting in car crashes multiple times throughout the course of a season and I can understand why you don't want to be on the hook for nine figures mm -hmm. to someone who, you know, listen, it could it could bury your it could bury your team for several years if you give 
190, 200 million yes. guaranteed to Lamar, and he goes out third game next year and shreds his, you know, his knee or whatever. So here's the thing: the Deshaun Watson deal is the exception, not the rule at this point. Mm -hmm. He is the one outlier and owners and GMs everywhere are hoping that remains the outlier. What plays into their favor is that Kyler Murray did re-up his contract this year and it had it was not fully guaranteed mm -hmm. to the extent that Deshaun Watson is. But once you open Pandora, I think like the Pandora's box has been a little bit squeaked, but it is not fully open yet. What the players want is it to be fully yeah. open, obviously. Yeah. And so there's a lot on the line, whether it comes to Lamar Jackson, um, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, who's going to be looking for a contract soon, Justin Herbert, who's going to be looking for a contract soon. Like, if you're Lamar Jackson, though, you're you're wanting that fully guaranteed thing, and you're going to be the first domino in this case. Yeah, and, and it's... I like I said, I am sympathetic to the athletes. I'm not I'm not like team owner or anything like that. Like I'm not I'm not on I'm not on that side of things. That being said, I do think there has to be at least a little bit of rational thinking going along here from the from the player sides of things because it is the game that you chose to play. And it is the game in which there is the highest risk for injury and repeat injury, right? I mean, let's just look back over the last few years of how many different guys have gone down, come back, and then gone down again, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen this multiple different times with multiple different players with different injuries because, again, you're getting in car crashes over and over and over again throughout the course of a game. And so, you know, I think he should get a large sum of this contract guaranteed, but I think if you go in and you're saying, I'm not moving from this and let us say mm -hmm. fully guaranteed contract and that's the only way it's going to be, I think if you're the Ravens, you probably do have to seriously consider moving on. And let's not let's not forget, too, the style of football in which Lamar Jackson plays, mm -hmm. which also is something to take into consideration here. Whenever you give the money to Deshaun Watson, not a runner, pocket passer, to a guy who the real value to him is through his legs. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough spot all around for sure. There are still some more angles that we want to attack when it comes to the Lamar Jackson situation. We'll get to that as well as some other notable candidates to potentially be tagged over the next couple of weeks and see how things play out. Stay with us. More VEASAN Final Countdown on the other side. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. As basketball and hockey seasons roll on, remember Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers have you, has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. You can check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. We were joking before the show that for tomorrow we should put a compilation together of how many times I have messed up reads. And that was exhibit A. It is not hard to find. And then the problem was. You can was, go through that, that video very easily. We discussed <laughs> it further and we realized we're like, well, we only have a two hour show. And so we can't do actually make the, the compilation because wow. we only have two hours to, wow. do, to do the show. So there's that. Some people, I personally would sign me to a long-term deal when it comes to reads because I execute more often <laughs> than not. But uh, that, is is, that is a question Truth. that a lot of uh, NFL general managers owners and coaches have on the docket as the nfl uh, franchise tag i was gonna say free agent franchise tag window officially opens and we were talking about the lamar jackson situation and something that we just didn't have time to finish the talk about was the exclusive tag and the like you can exclusive tag or non-exclusive the exclusive basically pays you more money but it hinders lamar jackson's ability to talk to other teams and 45 mil, I believe, is the average that that's that is for quarterbacks in this spot. But there's no guarantee. And I think mean, like in reality, 
I would think no shot that Lamar Jackson would actually play on that franchise tag. Yeah. Like he, the team and him basically have until July, if he gets tagged over the next two weeks to work out whatever the situation is going to be for a long-term deal, or, I mean, he's going to sit or move on. And then the, the betting implications here too, in this is like the Ravens right now are 20 to one. They are only, they are only behind chiefs, bills, Niners, Eagles, Bengals, Cowboys. And then they have the same odds as the chargers. So they're one of the betting favorites to win it all. Like, they're unbettable right now. You mm-hmm. have no idea who's going to be playing quarterback for this team. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's anything to take out of all of this stuff that we've been saying, it's like, I, I don't care what you think the upside for this Ravens squad could possibly be until you know who's going to be playing quarterback for them and how this is all going to shake out. You cannot invest in this team right now. Like, you cannot do it because there is a very real situation. Like you're saying, if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to – pull one of these deals where he's like, I will force you to trade. Like, you know, I'm going to force you to trade me. I'm going to sit out. It is what it, find me all day long. I've got millions of dollars as it is. So you can find me the 10,000 a day, whatever, you know, and he's going to force them to trade him. If he gets traded to somebody else now pay that guaranteed money though. Like this is, this is all what I'm trying to figure out because he doesn't have an agent. He is representing himself in all of this. If there's anything we know about Lamar Jackson, it's that he very much so sticks to his guns when it Mm. comes to things. I mean, look at how many people try to tell him that he should be a wide receiver and he goes on to be an NFL MVP caliber quarterback because he stuck to his guns on that. So like, I feel like this is something that he's not going to get out of his, his mind. I'm sure that he's probably coming to people saying, I want the Deshaun Watson deal plus a dollar or whatever it may be. But I don't think he's going to get that. And you talked about a lot of the reasons why already, but there's a couple of different, I mean, he needs someone to sit down and get in his ear, just like Daniel Jones needs someone to get out in his ear. Like both of these guys have unrealistic expectations when it comes to all this, which is again, another reason why, the Giants, I think, in my opinion, are are unbettable too. Like, I don't think Daniel Jones is in the same position that Lamar Jackson is, where if they do tag him, that he won't play. But, you know, I think then the Giants do have to start wondering, okay, well, if he wants to play hardball with us and he and we're just going to have to go through this again next season as it is anyway, is it even worth it? You know, I mean, like there's there are going to be decisions that have to get made, I think, with with these different teams and why I think that at least these two for sure are unbettable, but yeah, someone's got to get in Daniel Jones ear and be like, look, because you had one above average season does not mean that you get paid like the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. You're, you're not that yet. And you probably mm-hmm. won't ever actually be that either. And I understand that there's a premium on the quarterback position because there's so many bad ones and you can't win with a bad one. But for Daniel Jones to be like, what's well, that's reported 40 million. He's wanting a year. 45. Yeah. Like uh, that's like, which just, is how much Patrick Mahomes makes per year. Yeah, for reference, just full on insanity. Right. I mean, like, look, is he worth 2025 in the way that current climate is for quarterbacks? Probably so. Right. But he's not worth double that, you know, right. like he's not worth double that. Like that's not where, where we are with any of this. Yeah. And so he's going to get tagged. His will be the non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, you know, if somebody wants to come and give two first rounders for Daniel Jones, I'm sure that the giants would be perfectly mm-hmm. fine with that. Um, but so like his numbers, yes, the jump that he made from his first handful of seasons to this last year are staggering, and I'll give you those numbers, went from a 12 to 7 touchdown interception ratio to 22 to 5, had from 298 rushing yards to 708, his passer rating up from 84.8 to 92.5, 
Um, turnovers in general over his first three seasons had 49, just eight this past season. So it is dramatic. But how much of this are we crediting to Daniel Jones versus how much we're actually crediting to what Brian Dable and Mike Kafka did for him? And then also, clearly based on those numbers I just gave you, the sample size is significantly larger for the mediocrity and failure that he has mm -hmm. had as a starting quarterback in the NFL versus the season that he had that was the breakout year that led the Giants to a winning season for the first time in however long. Yeah, I, I get him wanting an extension. I get him wanting the bag and well, all I of get that. It too. But Why wouldn't you? But he, they famously did not pick up his, his um, fifth year yeah. option for a reason. And, and the other thing that you're, you're looking at here with Daniel Jones is like, and why I say that somebody they can talk rationally to someone he's like getting mm -hmm. into his ear, but you know, if they give him $40 million, the whole reason this team really had, I think everybody that was being realistic heading into the playoffs knew that this team had no shot of going anywhere and all this. Like, there's just not enough dudes on that team. So now yeah. if you take up this massive amount of the money as well, like how are they going to build dudes around you? Where are you going to get more people to help fill in some of these spots? Like if you think you're worth $45 million a year instead of the 25, which you're probably actually worth, that is 20 extra million dollars that they can't give to an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, a whatever, a defensive back, whatever it is to, to help the team actually be competitive. Well, and I think that's a great example of like just cementing further why you should tag him. Figure mm -hmm. out what else you can do with your pieces. Keep wheeling and dealing with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley mm -hmm. to try to get an agreement that's as team-friendly as possible to continue to build them for success. Find out what you actually have come July and then get some of those numbers down pen to paper potentially. So, like, I think that that's more so than anything. Franchise tag him. Have mm -hmm. this be a prove-it year. Figure out what else you can build around if you want to offer him that, that deal moving forward. But also, like, to the same token... I'm very curious, like from a pat I, I told you in the commercial break, mm -hmm. I was pretty surprised to just go through his numbers and yeah. see that he only had three games all season over 230 yeah. passing yards. Like, are they going to test him a little bit this year and see, hey, are you actually going to be a quarterback that plays quarterback? Or I don't know. Well, if you're Daniel Jones, too, you should almost be flattered that they would even be willing to franchise tag you. Like $32.4 million, yes. like that's a lot of money, Absolutely. right? Like, like $32.4 million. Like they're not saying like, all right, man, just like don't let the door hit you on the way out, right? It's like, it's like okay, they'll franchise tag you. Like, you should almost feel like, oh, they love me. You know, like they're willing to give me $32 yeah. million in all this. Like it's a different situation than it is with Lamar. Like Lamar's a former MVP. Lamar is a guy that has proven to be in that upper echelon already. This is not a Daniel Jones situation in which he had one above average season for a team that, you know, some might say overachieved. I think a lot of that can be due to the coaching staff and a lot of the, uh, just the, the decision-making process as well that changed along the way. But, dude, 32.4, take it, be happy. Yeah. Negotiate in the offseason or whatever. And guess what? If they <laughs> yeah. don't want you, someone will. And you got $30 million out of, out of playing and, a season of football. And I get that he's, like, really going for it by yeah. changing his agent here in this process. But that also reset the process for him. So it's like you're kind of restarting from square one, going through everything um, when it comes to your contract. Last couple minutes here. Mm -hmm. Any other, like, names that really stand out to you? There's, you know, Geno Smith. Um, who could potentially be one of those people, but non-quarterbacks even that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, I think the real one here is like Orlando Brown and what's going to happen there, right? I mean, this is a dude that turned down what would have been the largest offensive line contract in, in NFL history to only get to a point where he actually made less money this year than he would have made if he took the deal and all of that. So it's just like, what is going to happen here? How is this all going to, to play out? Because if he had a number in mind that he wanted last year, I can't imagine he's going to come too much off of that the Chiefs weren't willing to go there for that so 
do they say, dude, we'd love to have you, but I mean, seriously, like, where, where, where's where the money coming from? Like, you know, where, where's the money coming from? We can't just like, just do this, you know? And so I think that he's a guy that actually does have some serious kind of leverage in all of this. I, I fully expect Josh Jacobs to hit the, the market. Tony Pollard, unfortunate injury for him. I expect him to hit the market as well. Josh Jacobs, though, I mean, this was a prove-it year, and I think that in a lot of people's eyes got opened up to what Josh Jacobs could do if he's put in the position to have success. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just he just it's just a bad position, right? Like it's <laughs> like they just don't value running backs. They really just don't. Like the NFL just doesn't value running backs because we look at like a year like Josh Jacobs has, and you're like, oh man, Josh Jacobs is so amazing. And then you look, Isaiah Pacheco is what our sixth rounder or whatever, seventh rounder or whatever. And so it's just kind of like it's it's one of those positions where if you can just find the right guy for the right system, it, it can work, right? And, like, it doesn't work all the time, but that has really, really brought down what we think of, mm-hmm. of, of running backs. Overall. Yeah, we're not going to get all of the franchise tag news today. Um, this is something that's going to span over the course of the next two weeks. But as that information becomes available, we'll certainly relay it to you, see how it makes sense with the odds. When we come back, there was some news that came through in the NBA, got a great college basketball slate ahead of us tonight in the top 25. So lots more to get to on these in final countdown. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, have no fear. The VEASAN experts are here. and We've got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from VEASAN show hosts and guests. You get tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the year, including bracket breakdowns top plays, daily props. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. 78.15 Guatemalan Quetzal. You missed the opportunity to go to Canadian today. We have a Canadian coming up in hour two. Yeah, well, we're going to do that read again. Uh, Then I will form everyone what it is. But, like, I didn't know that Guatemalans had Quetzals. Quetzals? Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L. I'm going to assume it's Quetzal because, like, they speak Spanish in Guatemala? Yeah, right? They do. Yes. Yes. We're going to go with Quetzal. Like, queso, Quetzal. It's a Guatemalan Quetzal. 78, 15 of those. I get that you, that the chip you ate yesterday made you a little crazy, but this is just next level. Okay, let's talk some things that actually matter. Welcome in. Friend of the show, Danielle Alvari, VEASAN betting analyst, one of the DraftKings starting five at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. I am so sorry that every time we welcome you in, it's something like that. How are you? It's good. It always gives me time to enjoy my coffee. I just sit back and let you guys... Just, I'll let you go. Oh. Hey, Danielle, don't worry about it. It's our last Tuesday anyway. You don't have to listen to it anymore. Oh, like, I'm like, heartbroken. There it, there it is. Like, don't don't I'm worry about it. I, you won't have to, like, listen to me do any of the conversions anymore. Well, fortunately. Matt, what's the, what ahead. are the new shows you guys are going to be on now? Let the people know, because I know you probably already have, but let me know. She's going to Lombardi line. She's like, like she's moving on up, moving oh, on up. She's, she's going to the she's going to the uh, one of the prime one of the prime ones. You You're know? going like, to a prime I told spot you would only too. have to slum it for a little bit, Stormy. I told you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like she only. I know. I know. Oh. They, I tried to drag her down. I tried to drag her down. It didn't work. I got to find out what Lombardi's shoe game is like because Matt has really elevated yeah. my sneaker game, and so now I have a mm-hmm. lot of questions. Um, yeah. Let's talk some hoops though, shall we? Wow. Yeah, like those? yeah those are nice. Yeah. 
Okay, so Danielle, one of the big like trends that has been making the rounds on social media and the betting communities is certainly this unranked home favorites versus ranked teams. We're seeing them 23 and 19 against the number this year. Most recently, it was Maryland closing as a one and a half point favorite against Purdue last week. Now we've got a couple of those games on the docket tonight. And I know in at least one of them, you're saying that trend's not going to happen. You are sticking with the underdog ranked team in this one. Which which game are we talking about here? I thought I thought sorry I thought you liked Indiana tonight. I do, yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking, yeah. No, Indiana plus two and a half here. I think this is around two. You even got three in some spots. Uh, and this is tough because any of these games on the road we know are very difficult to win. The Spartans, for example, lost by 13 on the road at Indiana in January. Uh, Indiana completely controlled the pace and flow of that game. But I think that what works out for Indiana is this matchup. They should win on the boards. Michigan State ranks 285th in rebounding percentage. Indiana ranks fifth in offensive rebounding and eighth in defensive rebounding. So they should win there get those put back shots and the Hoosiers should also be able to create open smart shots here the shots they shoot the most often are the ones that Michigan State defends the worst and then of course you have to talk about Trace Jackson Davis who has been absolutely stellar for this Hoosiers offense he scored 31 versus Spartans last time out Indiana likes to attack the rim Michigan State ranks 95th in defending shots at the rim so I'm gonna go with the Hoosiers as road dogs getting points here all right, Danielle, let's head to the SEC. We have 9 p.m. Eastern, Jorge in Arkansas, and that is Arkansas minus 13 and a half, 142 and a half. Is Jorge Guatemala? Jorge in Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is a 13 and a half point favorite. 142 and a half is our total, and you are going to go with the home favorite here. Yeah, to to my grave, apparently. I hate mm. double-digit favorites, but at least it's a home double-digit favorite. And also, why is it not called Arkansas? Do you guys know, also, when you search on Ken Palm, if you type in Kansas, Arkansas comes up as one of the options. That's That doesn't make <laughs> sense. But anyways, beyond that, uh, Arkansas at home here, laying 13 and a half points. It sounds insane, but I also thought it was insane to lay 18 and a half with Alabama when they hosted Georgia. And uh Georgia just lost to them 108 to 59 to so 18 and a half, not nearly enough. This Georgia team just completely sputtering. Meanwhile, Arkansas snapped a two game losing streak with an 84 to 65 win over Florida on Saturday. So going in the right direction versus Georgia coming off of this demoralizing loss to number one, Alabama, the Georgia offense is just not there. It ranks 236 in scoring offense and they only average 69 and a half points per game. If you flip with the side here, Arkansas's defense has allowed just two of its last 10 opponents to go over 70 points. It's not going to be Georgia to do it and the Arkansas defense is the real deal here they've been elite all season they're just two Georgia double-digit scorers that Arkansas is going to have to deal with and Terry Roberts and Cario Oquendo and Terry Roberts is only averaging 14 and a half points per game so they really try to score by committee and it's not going very well uh, Arkansas is also going to have a size advantage against these guys as well uh, the Bulldogs biggest strength is their perimeter defense but unfortunately Arkansas doesn't really rely on a three-point shooter they're just not a very good three-point shooting team they shoot 30.4 percent from three uh, but they do lead the SEC and are 20 24th nationally in field goal percentage shooting 48%. That's because they shoot 55% on two point attempts. They're going to just attack the interior and Georgia's interior defense is particularly weak. So even though this is a double digit spread, I'm going to look for Arkansas to cover this at home. Plus Arkansas is 12 and two straight up at home while Georgia is one and eight on the road. Jorgea, Arkansas. Yes. Love yes. it. I love that that's still what I come Add a back little spice. Down to. Add a little spice. Yeah. There we go. Uh, now this next to one. 13 and a half point spread? Come on, let's add a little spice to the game. You know, there it is. <laughs> I know this next one, Danielle, is just a lean of yours, but I'm, I'm still curious yeah. as, you know, some casual college 
basketball betters and fans might need a little bit of selling on this side. You're leaning Oklahoma, laying the points in this one. They did yeah. beat Texas Tech 68-63 in overtime earlier this season, but it has been a tough watch down the stretch, 4-11 and over their last 15 games. Why do you think they're going to win and cover this number tonight, potentially? It's tough to say. Really, this conference has just been an absolute mess, obviously, the Big 12, because there's so much talent in it that on any given night, one of these teams that's at the so-called bottom is actually able to keep pace with one of these top teams. Now, these are two of the teams that are at the bottom together, so I think we could really see just a grind-out game here. I was talking about this with Greg Peterson on his show last night and why it was really tough to lay this two-and-a-half, even with Oklahoma at home, just because we think it could just come down to one possession here. So for that reason, I do think I'm going to end up live betting this game. I think what you're going to get is Texas Tech's offense coming out and scoring because Oklahoma's offense is certainly not going to do that. And as you pointed out, Texas Tech lost last time 68 to 63 at home in overtime versus the Sooners. So you have to imagine they're going to come out ready to avenge that. Uh, Oklahoma coming off of two big games here and overtime loss to Texas again why how Oklahoma but still able to hang in with Texas and then a win over Kansas State who has also been really good against the spread I think the best team against the spread in the Big 12 actually but Texas Tech meanwhile has only covered one of their last five games uh, they're getting points here so I think that's your advantage but I still think you'll get a better live number if you want to look to the Oklahoma side which is what I'll be trying to do uh, the Red Raiders have four players averaging a double digit so you should get some points and Oklahoma on the other side they averaged a Big 12 worst 68 and a half points per game so it's going to have to be coming from their defense or also last in rebounding. So again, a lot of things point to Texas Tech here, but Oklahoma at home and also against Texas Tech, Oklahoma has covered seven of the last eight head-to-heads versus Texas Tech. I know Matt likes when we go back into different mm. years with different players, but just so you guys know. <laughs> um, and Oklahoma's also never been the favorite in that time. So that is something to keep note of. And Oklahoma has basically played themselves out of an NCAA tournament appearance. So what are they playing for? But they really surged in these last two games. They're 26 and nine straight up when this game is played in Norman against the Red Raiders. So I lean Sooners here, but two and a half might be too much. So maybe you get a live number. Danielle, you live out on this side of the country with us. So you pay attention to the Western Conference in the NBA a little bit more with the couple of teams over there that you follow very heavily. So let's talk a little bit about these futures numbers. The Suns plus 235. Nuggets are sitting plus 390. Clippers now come in at four and a half to one. Grizzlies seven and a half to one. Mavs also seven and a half to one. And then you get the Lakers at eight and a half and it jumps all the way to 20. For the Lakers, I mean, for the uh, Warriors, eight and a half, Lakers, 20, and then the Pelicans at 25. What do you see here from a Western mm -hmm. Conference perspective? Well, obviously, we had a bit of jostling around with Kevin Durant going over to the Suns. And something we always talk about here on VEASAN is, is it an overreaction, right? So right now, the Nuggets to win the West, they are plus 390 behind the Suns, who are the favorite at plus 235. So the Suns became the favorite to win the West with the Kevin Durant transaction, and yet are nine games behind the Nuggets right now. Uh, before the Suns traded for Durant, they were somewhere in that 600 to 800 range. In fact, after the trade, the Suns jumped up to second in the NBA championship offense from 1800 to plus 450 so huge swing here obviously Kevin Durant the best or one of the best players in the NBA so you see why we have that swing and not a bad team that he's gone to the Celtics still at the top as favorites at plus 350 don't see a ton of value in that one even though the Celtics are just absolutely incredible right now but the Nuggets since the start of January have led the league in efficiency differential their offense is first in effective field goal percentage their defense is second in opponents effective field goal percentage really well balanced team and again a nine game lead they're plus 750 50 to win it all as well. But I think getting them at plus 390 when they are nine games ahead of the Suns here is not a terrible idea to look at. One word answer, Danielle. Getting Russell Westbrook for the Clippers, good or bad? 
Oh, jeez. I think good. I hope ah. good. I hope good for Russell's I sake. Hope I hope good, good too. I hope good too. You're awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you, girl. Thanks, guys. Danielle Alvari at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. She's a good job posting her plays as well. Great transparency as always with Danielle. Um, we will, when we come back, what are we doing, Matt? We're doing some MLB division finishing position. There we go. That's what I keep there you around for. Keeping me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Zinn Final Countdown presented by, you heard it, Zinn Nicotine Pouches. This surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. While most nicotine products can be too complicated to use, maybe don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for. Zinn may surprise you. It's made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus it offers how long nicotine satisfaction per pouch? Up to one hour or 60 minutes. Hour. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And you already got the warning, so yeah. welcome back there to Eastern Final Countdown, ladies and gentlemen. And Nicotine. we are going to get to some baseball in this segment. Spring training, unbelievable that it is already here. But we saw one of the um, you know incredible mock draft prognosticators get yes. out there with a 2.0, Daniel Jeremiah, which he is somebody who does not incorporate trades right, right now into the yes. way that he's looking at things. He's a stud too. Like that, like but when does he does a great job. Yeah. There are, there are, you know, a handful of people out there that like when, when they say stuff, like I really and truly pay attention because they're, they are plugged in enough to have an idea of if this does fall like this, then this is most likely going to happen. Now, again, he doesn't get in the business, like you said, of predicting trades or predicting free agent move, all the stuff like that. So when I, tell you what you're about to say. You're like, oh, they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. No, listen, he's not trying to predict again what's going to happen in, in free agency. So with the Bears, he does have Jalen Carter going number one overall. He does put in the blurb. He does not expect the Bears to hold on to this pick. However, he's not going to predict what they're going to do, right? It's because that point is just guessing. First quarterback off the board for the Texans, he does have Bryce Young. And he says Young is the best quarterback in this class. And so that is his opinion, of course, that it doesn't really matter what any of our opinions are. It matters on which team is drafting, who they believe the best quarterback in the draft is. But it seems to be more and more that the consensus is now coming back around to it being Bryce Young. And I think that more people are okay with the fact that he is going to come in undersized. He is going to be a dude that everyone's going to look at and say that isn't the air quote prototypical NFL quarterback body and makeup. But I do believe that uh, more people are going to see what he has put on tape over the years playing against. Listen, that's the other thing, right? You play in the SEC, you're you're playing against like several future NFL players every mm-hmm. single week, right? Like on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, like he played against Georgia, which basically put the whole team in the in the NFL, and so uh, had great games against them. He does have Tyree Wilson going third overall. That's an edge rusher out of Texas Tech to the Arizona Cardinals. Also would surprise me maybe if Arizona kept on, held on to this pick. I think they're in a full rebuild there, and they might try to trade out of that pick and go ahead and get, you know, a, a bulk of picks or something like that. But the second quarterback off the board, C.J. Stroud, to the Colts at four. Now, he does not have um, he does not have Anthony Richardson going really high. He does have Will Levis going seven overall to the Raiders. Yes, it is a possibility that the Raiders make a free agency move or a trade or whatever, but he doesn't predict that, so he's saying Will Levis would go to the Raiders. He does not have the, the Carolina Panthers taking a quarterback, and he does have Anthony Richardson falling all the way down to Drumroll, the thing that we had brought up a couple of times here on this program, 
the Detroit Lions at pick number 18 for Anthony Richardson. And the thing is, they have the luxury of having two first-round picks and the luxury of being able to sit him for a year, maybe even two years, if they do feel like that's what you need to develop him into a, a good NFL quarterback because you do have golf that produced a pretty decent level over the last year and a half. And so the Lions are in a unique position where they have two first-round picks, can take a guy who most people say the upside could be infinite, right? The downs, the floor is very low. The floor, like if, if he keeps up with the accuracy and stuff that we saw this year, like the floor is very, very low for him, but they're in a unique position where he doesn't have to play right away. Mm -hmm. Sit behind golf. Let's develop you. Let's see if you can turn into something that whatever. So I just yeah. thought that was fairly interesting that, that Jeremiah kind of did kind of play out that scenario that we had at least thrown out there, which was the Lions are in a rare position to take a gamble because they can already get up at number six, a player that can contribute today and then gets maybe the quarterback of the future at 18. For this quarterback class, far and away, Anthony Richardson, for me, the biggest boom or bust mm -hmm. potential of anyone because, I mean, he is a freakish athlete. The talent is there, but the lack of consistency yeah. is overwhelming, so you really need a coaching staff that can find that and kind of get him on the right page that he needs to be day in and day yeah, out. Yeah, and, and I know if you didn't watch a bunch of college football or don't really kind of look at these scouting stuff, things like that, like whenever we talk about potential for a guy – we're talking about a guy who is going to have the arm to throw it, what, 85 yards in the air. He probably is going to run like in the 4-4 range, something like that in the 40 at six foot, you know, it's at, at six mm -hmm. foot four, 257 pounds. Or like, like it is, like when we say freakish athlete, we're talking like freakish, freakish yes. athlete stuff. Like literally a rocket, rocket ship for an arm and is going to run somewhere close to a, to a 4-4. I mean, it's, it's just going to be insanity at the quarterback position, but his accuracy, accuracy was just so poor this this year and like that's not to say that it can't be look Josh Allen had the same knocks against him <laughs> coming we, out of college like in this draft Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are like going to make so much money yeah. because yes. of what the precedent that Josh Allen is he came out of college and it was like this guy can't hit the broad side of a barn but his upside is so ridiculous we can't pass on him and like Look, there are busts. There are guys that have been drafted on potential that are giant busts as well. Do not get me wrong. There have been a lot of them recently. My dad always says, um, all potential means is you ain't done yes. sleep yet. Yes, exactly. Um, also, exactly. for the Carolina Panthers, just again to remind you, mm -hmm. like we said, this mock from Daniel Jeremiah is not incorporating trades. So he mm -hmm. like prefaced that with, I am assuming the Panthers do not trade up for a quarterback mm -hmm. in this spot because you imagine if they do want to take somebody they want to get one of those upper echelon guys not necessarily a, a question mark as much you imagine they're going to go get a veteran and then I thought that they would draft a quarterback to have behind that veteran and the other markets one, one of the markets that also is available out there to bet on is, is first wide receiver taken just of ju just to kind of put it out there with number 12 overall to the Houston Texans he did have Jordan Addison going as the first pick off of the board his kind of rationale here is that if the Texans are going to take a quarterback, you might as well go ahead and give him someone to throw to as well. They can kind of progress together. They can mature together. And I think that's probably a, a logical thing. I mean, like, weirdly enough, the Texans have a couple of pieces on the offensive line. Like, they actually have a pretty couple of decent pieces there to, to work with. And so getting a, a true playmaker to come in and and go along with, whoever it is, maybe it's not Bryce Young, maybe it's maybe C.J. Stroud, whoever they end up taking with that number two pick, or maybe they trade up to one uh, to go along that. Remember John Meachie also coming back, Meachie also coming back um, for them as well. So you'd actually have a good little tandem. Everyone expects Brandon Cooks to, like, mm -hmm. be out of town. Like, you know, he's he's wanted out for, like, a year now. Like, everyone expects it. Like, he's going to force his way out. But they'll, they'll have a good young receiving core as well. What do you make of the conversation around the Bears potentially moving on from Justin Fields? 
So here's the thing. The offensive production from the Bears got better, not because of his arm talent, but because they started calling plays that were more conducive to what he does well, which is running the ball. So it wasn't like he turned it on with his arm. He wasn't like high completion percentage guy. He wasn't throwing for a ton of yards and all the things like that. Certainly not in neutral or or just slightly um, bad game state. I mean, you know, typically if he was throwing for a ton of yards, it was always in a very, very horrible game state for, for the Bears. And so when they were moving the ball and doing the things, it wasn't because he was throwing, right? I mean, like he just, he wasn't throwing very good, right? It's just he, they were calling plays in which he was able to utilize his feet and utilize his vision in, in the field, which he's awesome at. But is that something you can build a future around? Because again, this Bears team has a massive amount of cap space. They are likely to trade out of one to get, you know, uh, even more, you know, even more draft capital. And like, what if they love, what if they love Will Levis? And like, they're not telling anyone, right? And like, they just trade down to the four spot with the Colts and they know they can get Will Levis in the four spot. Like, what if they love him, you know, and they get it. So I I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that the possibilities are endless for the Chicago Bears when it comes to this. And when you are in that spot, number one overall pick, you have a lot of leeway to mm-hmm. go ahead and do what you what you want to do. Is there any team specifically that you are, like, particularly excited to see what they do with their draft capital? And it, maybe it's first round exclusively in your mind, but is there any team that you've really been on the lookout for to see what they do with what they have? Yeah, I mean, I think it is really, really interesting to me to see how the Lions play this because, look, I don't think they're that far off. And not only do I think that they're not that far off, if you look at that just division in general, right? I mean, if Aaron Rodgers does move on and now you have and now you have Jordan Love starting, which we don't expect him to just go light the world on fire in his first season as a starter, you have a Vikings team that again we know what their weakness is. They don't have a defense and like will it be better next year? It can't be worse, but I mean it's how how much better can it possibly be? So, I think it's kind of it's kind of open, right, for the Lions to come in and really do something here and so I'm interested to see do they take that step with that second pick to get a quarterback for the future? Or do they say, no, we're going to get two playmakers that we can win with today because we see a window right now where we can go in and win this division. You know, I, I depending on when they, what they open these lions win totals at and different numbers and stuff like that. Like I think the lions might be a buyer unless they get too much steam here in the off season. I think the Jags are probably a buyer unless we get too much steam for them. I think there's several teams that are obvious sellers Packers mm-hmm. yet again, if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, certainly a team I'll be looking to sell on. And, um, and depending on what yeah. the Raiders do with the quarterback position. Well, I mean, what you said there with the Lions and Jags, like two teams that last season coming into this year, there was a lot of hope they would take those steps forward. Both teams did. Now mm. do they continue that upward trajectory? We're going to step aside. I promise we will talk about baseball at some we point. We were going to do it. But when news comes and, and he gets the pew, 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 we he has do to it. do it. He has to do it. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.